Hey everybody, welcome to a conversation on Mark. Today we're jumping into week five. Yes. Yeah. Fifth week of Mark. I like it. I really like Mark. Chapter fifth week. Chapter fifth fifth week. week. Chapter fifth. Mark four is where we're at. Week five, Mark four. Week five, Mark four. Do, uh, when you read stuff again and over and over again and hear stories over and over again, is that something that you like or is it? things become repetitive to you. I will never watch a movie more than once. That's what yeah. I thought. I'm afraid. Never? It has to be... I mean, not never. There's a there's a few exceptions. I mean, there may be but... one or two that I would consider. What's on your list? But I get bored if I know I it's coming. Hmm. Yeah. I like it because I can multitask. Like, if I know a movie really well, then I can, like, play a game. Multitasking isn't real. I know, but I can do... <laughs> I know. I can... Whatever. I learned yeah. how to... You just want background noise. Kind of, yeah. You, you want to be able to take, uh, to quiet some of the noise in your head. Yeah, that's right. Actually, okay, so it's not that, but I've been finding there's like... No, I'm pretty sure that's it's part of it. Sometimes it's part of it. But I was like telling my husband the other day, I was like, there's certain things I know I have to do, but they're so boring that they put me to sleep. And so I have to have some some excitement going on to like keep me awake enough to do them. It's not good, so... Sometimes it is background noise just to so I don't fall asleep. I don't have fall asleep. I do. It's <laughs> it's like under like something is so not stimulating that it puts me to bed. I it's, it, I think it's the ADHD stuff, but I will not rewatch anything. But I also well most things, but I also don't want just a single thing. Like I don't want an hour and a half of character development and then I never see those characters again. Like, oh. I want to get invested and then watch a TV show for seven seasons that have the same characters. Or see, then I'll read do a it series of all books. All in three days. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but I will I will rewatch things if I'm watching them with Anna, because Anna is a rewatcher. Yeah. Do, is there, do you rewatch TV shows more than the movies? Yeah. Yes, but very few. Yeah. I can only think of I have a few, like, Christmas time movies that I watch every year that yeah. feels like... I have zero Christmas time movies. I know. Ever, ever. (laughs) They are not lifetime Hallmark movies. They're like Elf. Yeah, Die Hard would be. If the kids were sleeping, Die Hard would be on the list. Your Labor Day movies you watch every year. (laughs) Labor Day movies. All my Arbor Day movies. The best ones about trees. I will. Lorax. Lorax. I mean, there are sometimes there are some documentaries that I even watch. I would watch it twice. Oh, I would never watch Die I know. Hard twice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would if it's because I feel terrible. like there's so much. As long as if it's something that is two categories, it's it's a, if it's a learning thing or if it's just like if I like stories of growth or challenge or pain, and so I can watch those again. Like learning things. Like my philosophy is if I like a class, if I go to a class and I don't learn it in the class, it sucks. I'm not going back. I'm not taking that class again. <laughs> I have better figure it out some other way. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have two classes in the master's program at North Central University that I could take again for free because I said, I want my money back. Oh. <laughs> 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 this podcast is not sponsored by North Central University. And just so you know, if you do that, uh, apparently there, uh, they will say, we will not give you your money back, but you're welcome to take the class again for free. And I said, over 
my dead body. <laughs> no, not happening. But maybe, maybe someday I should just cash those in. Hey, I'm here. I'll just show up first class. I'm in. I'm sold. I can take this for free, and I'm gone. Yeah. And since all those professors are no longer, I mean, that's great. I'll do. I think the reason that back to what we were talking about before, I think the reason that I don't rewatch things is because I live for the twist and I live for the lore. Mm. So it's like if I know the thing, then I know the thing, and then it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I my goal is to figure out things. Do you find yourself surprised by movies? Uh, TV shows more. Uh, well, I go into it going, okay, I know there's going to be twists here, and I'm pumped for that. But most of the time, and Anna hates this. Like episode two, I'll go. So it's going to happen in the finale, <laughs> and then it does. That but happens. I still love it. What is with Mike it. and I, and I was so proud of him because we watched something the other day, and I go, "Do you know what's going to happen?" He goes, "This is." And I'm like, "You are so right." And it, I was like, "Look at you, we've grown." But, <laughs> but I probably ruined television for him. <laughs> but the thing that I love is when I call something, and that thing may happen, but then there's something else that I didn't see coming mm-hmm. that happens alongside it, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's great!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I really do value it. The unpredictable. Uh, what was the the game where everybody died? Uh, Squid Game. Squid Game. That that was <laughs> a good twist. I didn't see that one coming. I'm like, I did not watch that one. Two is coming out soonish. Yeah, it's great. I feel like it's super rare for me to watch something and not see it coming. Yeah, like there was something I watched the other day and I didn't see it and I was so happy. That's, and that's yeah, I like look for those shows. <laughs> I know. If I can remember yeah, it, I'll tell you. And the the like the other end of that which apparently, which is not me, people love, is those Hallmark Hall yeah. of Fame movies, especially starting the holidays. And I'm just like, yeah, they have one formula and it has two elements. There's Why? somebody Why? that moves to a new town yeah. and there's and they are always, it's usually a woman, a woman moves to a new town and just for some reason she's had her heart broken and then there's this good looking guy over here who just has to... Yeah, who's a widow and has to work really hard to get her to open her heart again and then love. Well, it's 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 like it's it's why people like NCIS. Someone dies, they're affiliated with the Navy. They go and investigate. (laughs) They find the guy who killed them. They go back and celebrate. Yeah. And like a a twenty five seasons. Well it's the um house, that doctor show has no is no plot. It's just character driven. So there, there is no plot. It's the exact same show every single time. It's Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Who. Yeah, and so there, I have much less appreciation of of that. I'm like, I'm sick of it. Like one episode would be great, uh, and it just would take a lot for me to really buy into that character. And I did not buy into the house character oh, or the friends. I house is probably one of my all time favorite shows. Yes, please tell us about friends. Yeah. Uh, that. That is a character-driven show. It, it, there is no plot. There's no mm. plot in, in, in Friends. No. It's all character-driven. And yeah. I just... I, I don't want to hang out with these people. But one of your favorite shows is not... There's no plot. Seinfeld has no plot. Isn't that the whole thing? It is character-driven. And character I would driven. hang out with these people. Yeah. These are my people. <laughs> and they're fun. And they're <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing about them. They're terrible. The whole, yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld know. is my list. Is... Yeah. The number one on my list of things I watch over and over again. For the bass riff or for the characters? It's mm, a good question. They're about mm. equally as good. Yep. <laughs> mm. I don't really like the bass riff. You shut your mouth. 
Shut your mouth. We're going to start using the Seinfeld bass riff in the podcast. Be great. Every time Scott says something, you shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just play it over the top. Play it yeah, over just the top. to mute you and then... <laughs> uh, it's like our version of the beeping when someone says a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a pop culture podcast that when they get into questionable territory it just cuts to elevator music for the next yeah. little bit and then it cuts back to them just dying and oh. then they continue on but but you don't get to know nope. that's that i've never said those words mm-hmm. i listen to this pop culture podcast <laughs> pop culture podcast. <laughs> is that like about taylor swift and stuff <laughs> <laughs> Like 0.01% of it. <laughs> she is in pop culture. <laughs> it was, I tried. He's, I was, that was mean. He's mean. Well, this is the thing is everything he just talked about is pop culture. He just You're doesn't want to. I know. I'm hipper than I know. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not what he's saying. <laughs> that's not, that's not, the thing. not it. No. <laughs> What should have I said? Nothing. Nothing. No, Nothing. no hipper. Hipper is on brand. <laughs> that was <perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. <laughs> well, the, the reason I bring that up though is because I do think I do think that like my appreciation of the gospels has been on a it's been on a steady increase for a bunch of years, and it's so weird because I don't necessarily. I do like rewatching things, but I don't necessarily have any always increasing appreciation. I don't necessarily always get things don't necessarily have that depth, but they're pretty good. The gospels are pretty good. They're good. You can watch it in four different ways. (laughs) Same story from four different perspectives. And this week, do you have a favorite? uh, I would have said that Mark was my least favorite, but I have a grow. I I like So I, <clears throat> I I've like, been enjoying Mark much more than mm-hmm. our John series. That makes total why. sense to me. I'm not sure why. Why does that make sense? It's Mark is so much more system. Yeah, it, it it's process. Yeah, yeah system and, and process. And John John wants John you is to so feel deep it. and emotional. <laughs> Ma- Matthew is Matthew is the like in between. It's just kind of like here's the story of Jesus. Yeah. TV show. It's the NCIS of the Gospels. <laughs> and then Luke is part one of two. Yeah. Mark almost feels like a take it or leave it approach. Like, again, yeah. participate or not. Like, it's here yeah. for you. Which... I also like it's always, um, everything's urgent. It's immediate. we got to do this now. Like, everything's forward motion. Well, I've... <laughs> I, it feels like yeah like, jesus was born 30 years later <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly well i feel like mark as a like as a tactician yeah. of writing i feel like mark probably wrote 100 pages and he goes all right nobody's gonna read this and then he goes you got it down to 70 pages and goes hmm let me get it a little uh-huh. more concise and then like i like which is this is what greg likes it's like that whole birth stuff yeah <laughs> 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 He, Luke, he, Luke, what'd you do? Two chapters. I like, <laughs> and I like it too. Is like he goes. Um, Mark would say, so he he went out in the wilderness and fasted, and he did this alone. Yeah, we don't know. 
Next. <laughs> Next. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, in, in a greater picture, he goes, the religious authorities, they asked a bunch of questions to him. Hmm, let me think of six times that were really good. I'll put those right here. And then, and then he goes, all right, he's shared hundreds or thousands of parables. He even shared some of them repeatedly. Hmm, here's four. Let's do that. And then, and then the next chapter, which we're going to get to next week, is like, there were some moments that were just insane, his power, what he did, here. And so uh, the Gospels are not, there was a degree, for sure, of history, but they're, but they're written not with the fact or the intentionality of going like, and then next, what happened? And next, mm-hmm. it's, they're written with an intention of the process. And Mark is really good. He's just like, he's cutting a lot. Which is mm-hmm. that's part of the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it too. It's the it's the blog of Jesus instead of the novel. Yeah, it's palatable. Yeah, and it's all because all, all, <laughs> all of all of the gospels could be, uh, you know, a, a Harry Potter book, just huge. Just talking about Jesus, <laughs> they fourteen volumes, and the. The beauty of of story of narrative and its complexity is its conciseness and what it isn't what isn't there. So it's a, yeah. Well, I think too, like just in studying it, there's all these people talk a lot about what's omitted and what that mm. means and why that matters. And I like that. Um, I just like that it's concise, and I like that there's some little pieces that you're trying to figure out, like, why are these stories put together? Like he does over and over again, he does this ABA framework where there's a story and then there's a story within the story. And that story within the story somehow tells a piece of the bigger story and they seem unrelated, but they are related. I like that there's all these little nuggets to figure out. Yeah. And uh, um, most people, for sure me, I would hope to write with some degree of intentionality, but I don't necessarily write in style form. Mm-hmm. And so much of biblical writing is written in a form. In order, the form is part of its its art, its craft, and its communication tool, not just like good punctuation. Mm-hmm. There's, there's style and intentionality mm-hmm. to it, right. which is, is incredible. And, and I think that's part of the beauty of what we look at here today in Jesus as he shares his parables is that um, it's pretty easy to go, you know, to draw a simple parallel to it, it's a challenging day, like a snow emergency. Like, what is that? Sure, that's some degree of parable, <laughs> I guess. But for Jesus to share these groupings of parables that have uh, so many layers of intensity and intentionality, uh, and then for Mark, uh, the beauty of Mark is to pull these here together. And to start to draw an invitation, like Greg said, an invitation to the process, an invitation to the system. And you can either take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can either hear it or not hear it is like level one, but can you engage it is, is really where the, the value is at. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, so the, the parables, and I did some writing uh, even this morning about intentionality or the chaos of these things he talks about sowing seeds and good ground is this focus point of of this parable and modern context of making ground into good ground is Mm -hmm. it's so expensive it's so hard it's so challenging 
there's so many layers to it. And, but historic concept of taking unbroken ground and turning it into good ground is like, it's amazing that anybody did it. The only reason that somebody would do it is because if we don't, we will starve and die. Do we know where geographically Jesus was telling this parable at? He probably told it a bunch of places, and it wasn't Nebraska <laughs> or Illinois or even here. It wasn't like this beautiful, lush ground. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the, which is super cool that you're going to get a chance to see <laughs> some of those places, but the... I think this is probably in the Galilee region somewhere. Yeah, yeah, would be my guess. And well, it is. It's not straight desert. It's pretty dang close. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty dang close. Yeah, and so if you're looking at, you're in an arid climate, and uh, there's thin topsoil. There's just a few things that grow, uh, and you want to live. Uh, the, the concept of making ground good was it was just so hard and yeah. um and if in a subsistence culture you would spend a majority of your time as a subsistence culture farmer person you'd spend a majority of your bulk of your time trying to make that ground least sustainable if not a little bit better mm-hmm. and so it's like so you put that into perspective you bring that and go we're supposed to be good ground it's like, yeah, I did that one time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, thought... I think too, like when I, I was, we talked about this a little bit, but like when I, I feel like growing up reading this sort the story of the parable of the sower, um, like it talks about like throwing the seed and it lands in good ground or it lands in the, you know, bad ground or over on the stone, whatever, all that. Like, I felt like it just happened. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't anything to do with me. Like, it was like just by some sort of you know something i was either good ground or bad ground and didn't really think about how much work it was for me to be good ground yeah and then you go to the next parable it's the parable of the lamp Mm -hmm. and greg and i have talked about this before it is insane that you can get a gallon of gasoline for under four bucks right like gas is cheaper than milk yes and so and and so in our modern context you go and that somewhere else not in minnesota somewhere else in the world somebody is breaking a hole in the ground and pulling out goo and refining it into something that yeah. either natural gas or whatever it, it, and turning it into you know burning it turning it into steam turning it into electricity styrofoam cups <laughs> yes <laughs> but the in in modern context light is it's ridiculous how valuable light is mm-hmm. uh, i i don't i don't understand how gas can be so cheap or that mm-hmm. we turn on our lights and we don't go quick turn them off it's burning millions of dollars it's it's yeah. that's remarkable the historic concept of light is that it was it was to light up a room was not like an available concept mm-hmm. it's like you know flick the switch it was it was effort took a lot of effort and so the concept of that to just go if you have a lamp and you're just going to hoard it for yourself or cover it up with a bowl what are you doing (laughs) and so to have that perspective what god has given to you why would you really it takes so much yeah you 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 become good ground you become good ground and then what you're going to do is cover it up that's insanity so that second level 
And that, so that's not to take any like I feel yeah. like pressure, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't cool. do it. Never mind. I mean, not really. Never mind. But yeah. it's hard. Ugh. And then the third parable uh, is the parable of seeds grow. Doesn't matter what the farmer does. And I think again, modern context, uh, hybridization, uh, the, mm. the concepts so that you can make seeds or plants that are drought resistant, pest resistant. They are. They can. Uh, there is, it's, it's so crazy. So Roundup is, kills everything. It kills all plants, mm -hmm. Roundup. You can, through genetic modification, you can make corn or soybeans that are Roundup tolerant. Yeah. And so think about how, like all of that work on a seed so that you can spray poison on a plant and it kills all of the grass and all the other weeds and it doesn't kill it because of what's been done to the seed. But even with all of that, in the end, you put that seed into the ground, it still has to grow, mm -hmm. which is outside of our influencer concept. And so historic concept, mm -hmm. uh, they were taking something that they could have eaten <laughs> and they are putting it in the ground going, well, I hope this makes okay. more than I'm giving up. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and so that concept, again, of just going, it's a, God has got to do his end of the yeah. deal. Mm. So we have, we have to be good ground. We can't just hoard it for ourselves or cover it up. That doesn't make any sense. And then go, and God's going to do his part. Mm. And that, that as a, as a farmer, every year that they would, if uh, farming ends when somebody goes, we want to eat more than we want to plant. And that is like, it's really heavy thing that you're going to say, um, our, our family is on the edge of starvation, but we, we can't eat this because we need it next year Yeah. because we trust that God's going to do something with this. That, that like that hearing this parable from that perspective, uh, is, has so many layers of power and impact. Hmm. Then the last one, uh, the parable of the mustard seed that, you know, something small so that, uh, Again, with that picture of seeds, you know, you could have a, a handful of mustard seeds in your hand. Uh, it's not impressive, but what could come out of that handful mm -hmm. of seeds is mind-blowing. And so Jesus is going in the end of this. He goes, you know, you have responsibility in ground. You have responsibility not to quelch it or hoard it. And, and God's going to do his thing. And it, <clears throat> if it works, even just a little bit of that is going to blow your mind. <laughs> and... Uh, um, it's, you know, I, man, I feel it in my own struggle is that I feel like I get to the end of all that and I just go, look, great. After all of that, me doing my thing, I guess, and God, you doing your thing, I guess this is all I got. That's stupid. <laughs> it really, yeah. And just, we had last week was our 17 year anniversary as a church and you just go, great. <laughs> this is it. After all that, this is it. And then, and this parable of Jesus going, just like, you, 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 this is what you see, but remember the, the complete impact. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, I think these parables are good. I appreciate your, your farming knowledge on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's I feel over, yeah, like, I'm, like, uh, I mean, I feel like I know you have to make good ground and I can make my, like, little garden this big, maybe okay, <laughs> but really considering the work involved in all of it is is big and understanding like you were saying the desert and yeah. where they're coming from and where they're at and 
like you read these stories and it's so easy to just think of how I just flip on a light and not think Mm -hmm. about how hard it is or any of that. And it's this community that's hearing this story. It's so different. Yeah. If you've ever grown a seed, just like put a seed in soil and had it grow. And that's hard today. Mm -hmm. It's it's exponentially harder when you're not buying your dirt. When you're yeah. not buying, yeah, your seeds I can go to Ace Hardware and get what I need. Modified <laughs> to grow quicker and easier. When you're not, you don't have grow lights. Like there's so many, you don't have water on on tap tap on your hose. Yeah. Like there's so many levels of it that are like outside of our perspective. Yeah. That when you yeah. actually look at it, you're like, oh, this was a work. There's not there's just, also it so just happened. If golf or disc golf, whatever. If you were your one throw, you say you're just going to putt this 20 foot putt. Try to do it. Great. But if you say, all right, uh, if you make it, you live. And if you don't, you die. You throw differently. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is so like we say in modern context of farming or planting, it's like, I made a perennial plant look pretty this year. Mm-hmm. When these people talked about farming, it was like, hey, we, we're not trying to. Nothing needs to be pretty. We're not, we're not trying. Grow. We're not trying to grow plants because it's it's it yeah. makes mm-hmm. air, yeah. whatever. There's I get to pick my tomatoes instead of buying them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My heirloom tomatoes are so good this year. <laughs> yeah, um, and that that it's not that ancient. You know, when you think back to uh, historically, like the potato famines that happened in Europe. Mm-hmm. You just go like, man, they must really love their fries. No, it's it, it, when when a crop didn't when a crop didn't make it, people there was incredible conse- consequences to it. Yeah. And so when you think about the call to be good ground, uh, we think about it. It's so easy again to think about it in a context of like, yeah, that'd be cool. God would do great things to me. Maybe I could do something impressive for Jesus. And the historic constants that it's the tone of Jesus is going, hmm. Yeah, cool for Jesus is like, I don't actually care. Mm -hmm. You should do this to live. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like for us, this, like in modern days, you know, eating, eating is easy. Like, but like not eating is hard, you know, like. Yeah, what's the inverse parable? I might understand that. We had a a table full of bread, and Mm. I said, No, thank you. That's a miracle, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, but like the hard things that are now are so different than this. And it's like, what, What are the hard things now to think through this? Like, I mean, being healthy, I think, is not quite it. But like, when you think about what people consider healthy, like eating well and exercising every day and all of these things when everything is just handed to you like yeah it's not it i mean this seems like so much harder but like it's harder work than well and jesus was hard jesus's conversation here was not to point out that living is hard or subsistence is hard which it was but it was to show the degree of intentionality and intensity that needs to come to our faith Right, which and is that is responsibility. To, yeah, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's con- what I'm trying to think of is like, what is something equal today that takes intentionality and responsibility and parenting, parenting spousal, friendship. Yeah. All, but it's very easy to have 
again, the call of these parables to us in our modern context, if, if there's something in me that goes, yeah, Christianity's pretty cool, seems to make my life a little better. And I think, you know, these parables mm -hmm. would go, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, just just so you know, that's that might not work out for you. If you, if you say Christianity, man, you know what? Mm -hmm. uh, it's that way I don't have to worry about hell. Whatever that like, there's yeah. how can we mark is the invitation to mark is walk into the process mm. and uh and if we if we hear these parables and go they're pretty cool uh, yeah. but if, if we hear these parables and what mark is hoping the gospels are hoping is that we go ooh, where am i in this and how can i how can i walk in this even even deeper yeah it's good I think I like the conversation's going to be good on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed this conversation. This is good. <laughs> See you guys next week.